Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Bolok. Parshas Bolok, interestingly, contains 104 psukim, but there are no mitzvos. So I really would like to challenge everybody and please God at your Shabbos table, Mitzvah tonight, tomorrow, ask why would the Torah include a parsha as part of our quote constitution without any mitzvos? And clearly the answer has to be because there is a great deal for us to learn, not just of the historical past, but clearly in terms of the way we are to quote lead our lives. Emir Tzashem, we'll come back to the parsha in a few moments and I'll share with you one, I believe, interesting insight, uh, which is most timely. Speaking about most timely, the this coming Tuesday is the 17th day of Tammuz. The 17th day of Tammuz is a fast day. The Mishnah in the last Perek of Tanis tells us that five tragedies occurred on the 17th day of Tammuz. And they are, number one, Nishtabru Haluchos, that when Moshe came down, after having going up the day after Shavuos to learn the Torah with God and to get a greater understanding of the mitzvos, Moshe comes down, the Jewish people miscalculate and we know they make the golden calf and Moshe breaks the luchos. The day on which he broke the luchos, these tablets, was this coming Tuesday, the 17th of Tammuz. Secondly, Batel HaTomid, which means that the daily sacrifice was discontinued in the Beis HaMikdash, whether we're talking about in the second Beis HaMikdash or we're talking about some say the first, but the idea is very powerfully that the Karban Tamid which was brought literally constantly every morning and every afternoon is something which the Talmud tells us at the end of Megillah nothing less than sustains and kept the quote-unquote Jewish world going and this was the quote-unquote beginning of the end the Havka'ahir regarding the second base of Migdash they broke through the walls of Yerushalayim on the 17th day of Tammuz, started marching towards the Mikdash, and three weeks later, the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. Regarding the first Beis HaMikdash, they broke through the walls on the 9th of Tammuz. The rabbis were kind to us and didn't impose a fast in the month of Tammuz on the 9th, as well as on the 17th. The fourth phenomena is Soraf, Apostamos Torah, the Torah, according to many, which refers to the Torah that was kept in the Azara, right, in the actual um, Beis Hamigdash, in the Holy of Holies, and that Torah was burnt by Apostamos, 
And finally, Hemid Selim Behechol, he, Apostomus as well, placed an image in the Beis Amigdash, a literally an idol in the Beis Amigdash. This was at the time of the Greek occupation of the second Beis Amigdash. We fast on the um, on Shavas Abatamus. Anyone who is healthy and can should fast this coming uh, Tuesday. This coming Tuesday, therefore, begins the period of time known as the three weeks. It starts with the fast day of the 17th of Tammuz and ends three weeks later with the fast day of Tisha B'Av. And interestingly, during these three weeks, a period of gradually intensified mourning begins. So, from the 17th of Tammuz through Tisha B'Av is the three weeks, from the 17th of Tammuz until Rosh Chodesh Av is one set of time. From Rosh Chodesh Av until the week in which Tisha B'Av occurs, Shavuot Shachalbo is a second, and the week of Tisha B'Av itself, Shavuot Shachalbo is the third. Those laws which apply to the three weeks are one. During the three weeks, one is not to shave ideally or take a haircut. Haircuts are more universally observed. As far as shaving goes, there are some authorities who do permit one to shave until Rosh Chodesh Av or to shave on Friday until Rosh Chodesh and therefore consult your local Rav. After Rosh Chodesh Av until the afternoon of the 10th of Av, no shaving, haircuts is permitted. And weddings or other social events during the three weeks are forbidden. One should not listen to or play joyful music or dance, nor should one wear clothing um, during this time, which has not been worn before, which requires a shechianu, because of the sadness of this time, we do not recite the bracha shechianu. I do want to say, remember, the words of the Navi Zechariah, as found in chapter 8, verse 19, the Navi promises us that Tzomor Avi'i, the fast of the fourth month, which is Shavasar Batamos, the the fast of the fifth month, which is Tisha B'Av. Vitzom Hashavi'i, the fast of the seventh month, which is Tzom Gedalia. Vitzom Asiri, the fast of the tenth month, which is Asara B'Teves. Listen carefully. Yehiyeh Lebeis Yehuda will be to the house of Yehuda. The Sasson Ulasimcha for happiness, joy, Ulamoadim Tovim. It's going to become a Yom Tov. And this is promised to us by the Navi Zachariah. So, Emir Tzashem, while we unfortunately, it looks like, even though one never knows, 
will have to fast this coming Tuesday. Remember, the destiny of the Jewish people, please God, is that these days will become happy days. Now let's go back to Parshas Bullock. In Parshas Bullock, we find, once again, no mitzvos, yet a few exceedingly important verses, be it the verse with which most Jews begin their prayer when they come into the synagogue. Matovu o'alecho Yaakov, mishkenosecho Yisrael. How goodly are your tents, O Israel. Your habitations, referring to not just their homes and the modesty of their homes, but to the synagogues and houses of study. I'd like to focus on the verse that's found, and I'll be honored if you bring the Chumash to the table and go to chapter Chav Gimel, chapter 23, Pasuk 21, 23, 21. And I'd like to show you something very, very exciting. And that is, says the prophet Bilam in speaking about the relationship between God and the Jewish people. Note what he says. Lohibit oven beyakov. He, Hashem, does not hibit, perceive, as translated by Art Scroll, oven iniquity in Yaakov. We'll come back to this in a moment. Nor does he see any perversity, negativity in Israel. Hashem alokavimo. Hashem is God is with him and usruas melech bo. And literally, what does the word trua mean? So we know Rosh Hashanah is called Yom Trua. What does it mean? Says Rashi, interestingly, usruas melech bo, lashon chiba vereus. Literally, this is an expression of dearness and friendship. Amazing an expression of love and friendship. Now what does that mean? I'd like to suggest that if you look at the verse, Lohibit Ovim Biyakov, Hibit is literally to gaze and to gaze hard and strong, like to stare. Says the prophet, Lohibit Ovim Biyakov, God does not focus on the sins of Israel. There are sins that are there, but he doesn't focus on it. And he doesn't see the negativity and perversity in Israel. What does that mean? There is Amal there, but again, he doesn't focus on it. Why? Hashem alokavimo, because Hashem is with him, and what is with him? The friendship, usru melech bo, the friendship, and because of the friendship of Hashem with him, because of the friendship of the king, therefore he looks upon the Jewish people much more favorably. I'd like you to realize how a parent wants, and who doesn't want their child to be, quote, perfect, the best. Most of us know that our children are good. They might not yet be perfect. However, 
it is natural for a parent to be able to quote unquote live with the misgivings of their children ever wanting them to do better to be better but we're able to tolerate and this the pasuk says is the relationship between Hashem and the Jewish people and Hashem is therefore able to tolerate our misgivings our wrongdoings because of this love and friendship that he has and as we say literally in the slichos kirachim of albanim literally as a father has mercy on his child so hashem please have mercy on us that relationship now i'd like to share with you a very insightful idea of the apterov the Apterov, known by the Sefer, the Oev Yisrael. I really believe that this will bring a chuckle to most of you, and I think that there's a very powerful lesson contained in this chuckle, and that is as follows. The Apterov, the Oev Yisrael, loved all Jews, and he said to his Hasidim, I want you to know there is Avas Yisrael, there is the mitzvah to love one another and to love all Jews in every parsha in the Torah. So they said to him, Oh yeah, what about Pasha's Balak? He didn't blink. He said, Balak, you know what it stands for? Viohafta Lereacha Kamocha. They said to him, Oi Rebbe, Viohafta starts with a Vav, and Balak starts with a Bez. And Komocha starts with a Chaf, and Balak ends with a Kif. In which case, how can you see V'yohavta Komocha in Balak? And you know what his answer is, and I hope you're ready for that chuckle, but it's so powerful. He said, if you're going to be so medagdik, if you're going to be so careful, if you're going to be so picayun, you'll never have Avas Yisrael. You'll never have true love of Israel because you're always going to focus on that which separates us as opposed to focusing on that majority which Baruch Hashem unites us and I think this idea is so important all year long but it's especially important as we go into the three weeks. The Gemara in Yuma tells us in the first chapter that it was unfortunately because of Sinas Chinam. It was because of the breakdown of love between one Jew and another. It was precisely the breakdown of Usruas Melech Bo. There are, as we know, 613 mitzvos. The 611th mitzvah of the Torah is Ve'olachto Bidrachov. We are to emulate and follow the ways of Hashem. As He, so too we. I'd like to suggest, as He, Usruas Melech Bo, as He has friendship and love with each and every 
individual, each and every Jew. He sees the good in each and every one. So should we. When we say, When we daven, please God, tomorrow, and ask Hashem to give us our share, our lot, in Torah, we're saying, guess what? Each and every one of us is different. And each and every one of us is, come on, unfortunately, not only do we think differently, but each and every one of us has a different contribution to make of Torah. And as a result of that, what the next person has, I don't have. And what I have, the next person does not have. And as a result of that, listen carefully, each and every one of us should look at the next person as, oh my goodness, take a look. What he is contributing, only he can contribute and I cannot. And therefore, oh my goodness, just as we... Um, Remember, so um, importantly, the teaching of Rabbi Eliezer Milizhinsk. And what did he say? Adarabah, Hashem, please, tame belibenu, shenirekol echod, each and every one of us should see. We pray to Hashem, ma'alas chaveirenu. We should please God, look to see the strength, the positive in the next one, and not chas v'shalom chisrono, not necessarily, and not focusing on his deficiency, not focusing on that which separates one Jew from another. And so a very powerful idea emerges from Parshas Balak, especially timely, as we are about to again embark upon the three weeks. Let us remember, Hashem sees good in each and every one of us. May we be privileged to see that same good, and therefore, hopefully, through our renewed Avas Yisrael, bring us a lot closer to the Geula Shlema. Shabbat Shalom to all.